Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Real Flex podcast. My name is Mason Merritt. Uh, joining me is Cody Redfield. And Josh Needle. Hello. Uh, we're making these introductions because uh, we've seen a pretty big spike in our listenership thanks to The Conjuring 2. So welcome aboard if you're listening to us, a new episode for the first time. Glad to have you. Uh, just forewarning, I can be an asshole sometimes, but it's okay because I, I talk fast, so you'll get over it quickly. Uh, but yeah, we got a fun episode today. We're going to be talking about uh, Finding Dory, of course, the big uh, box office winner this weekend. We've got our top five Pixar movies coming up. Uh, and then, uh, as always, ending the show with our watching, reading, listening to segment. I've got a good one for today. So, But before we get to that, we do have one bit of house cleaning before we dive into news. Uh-oh. Uh, Joshua, you and I made a, a, a gentleman's agreement of sorts. Yes, we did. Uh, in preparation for Finding Dory... You bet me that Finding Dory's ro- final Rotten Tomatoes, as far as all critics go, will be below 94%. I thought we believed be- be- below 90 Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. And let's just put it this way. It never I- dropped lower than 92. No, it did not. <laughs> it sits at 94, certified as hashtag fresh as hell, like this <laughs> And you were extremely wrong. So before I vote... <laughs> you just, you're real uh, humble. Very humble. Uh, I'm so humble, like Andy Samberg and Pops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before before I do talk to you about what you will be doing, I just want an official apology from you to Pixar. So go ahead. Sorry. You're sorry for what? Why are you sorry? I was wrong. So, are you sorry for doubting Pixar's mindiness? <sighs> We wait till we get to the movie for this part. <laughs> no. Just say it. Just... I'm sorry, Pixar. I doubted you. Thank you. And your punishment, in addition to 30 whippings, will be... It's not really a punishment. It's kind of a reward. That's you true. About it. Uh, that's, I guess so. Because it's a great-ass movie he has to watch. You're going to be watching Interstellar at some point before our next episode, and we're going to talk about it. So, uh, no matter what... Independence Day Resurgence will not be the best sci-fi movie that you watch in the coming week, so... Before we move on, I have to say something real quick. I did re-watch Interstellar. Oh, you did? You already uh, did? About a week and a half ago. Oh. Cool. So, cool. well... I don't like it. You don't, it. you don't like it at all? No. Didn't no. give it a chance. Didn't even give it a real chance. No, he, actually, here's, the, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I watched it a week and a half ago because I knew I was going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know I'm going to lose this bet. So break their spirit. Then yeah. Their body. Um, but what, <laughs> I was like, you know what? If I'm going to watch this, I'm just going to watch it on my own terms. Because if I watch it after losing, I'm going to fe- I'm going to be watching it and feeling hateful towards it Indeed. from the get go. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this now while I'm feeling kind of positive towards it. Liar. Yeah, I, I'm serious. I watched it. I w- it actually, um, before I watched it, I would wa- I rewatched the trailer because the trailer for Interstellar is incredible. It's a really fantastic trailer. Um, and it actually got me cured up. Um, and Shut so, it's uh, my neighbor's dog. Um, but uh, yeah, so I rewatched it, and I was really in the mood. I was like, I'm gonna love this movie. And so the first two thirds of the movie, I was like, this is. Really, not as quite as amazing as I remember the first two thirds being, but it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the third act happens, and I almost hate the third act. Why though? Because it is so jumbled and it's so derivative of everything the previous two acts are leading up to. 
So and, it's derivative of the movie? Or no, not derivative. Don't word. you want it to be derivative? No, but like not the, that's the wrong word. Like it's going against what okay. everything. Like it's just it complete. It's leading up to this one thing, and it's also just so it's really unsatisfying. And I hate. I, I this didn't bother me the first time I saw it. I hate the ending. I really hate the ending. It's so just. It's it's not satisfying. It just feels so wrong. And I don't, so, know, I don't, I don't know if I want to say much. I don't want to spoil it. For people no, no, yeah, yeah. So it, spoilers for Interstellar. So you're talking about the ending. Are you saying uh, uh, when Cooper's in the Tesseract? Uh, onwards he, or he, after that? When uh, pretty much onwards. Okay. Or actually a little before when he leaves. Um, what's Anna Hathaway's character? Uh, uh, Brand. 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 Yeah. When he once he leaves her, pretty much from there on, the movie goes completely downhill for me. Now, what it, don't you like about it? What I do don't. You... I don't like. First of all, I don't like that as a character decision because it immediately makes him turns him goes likes him someone who just wants to get back to his family. And now he's a dick. How's he a dick though? He's saving he saved her life. Yeah, he's saving humanity so she can go to the other planet. Yeah, and she he's leaving her behind. She, she's. It's not like she's. If saying, anything, he's go, leaving go. himself behind. But it's not like she's saying go. You know, go save humanity. It's fine. Look at me. She's like, no, don't leave me. He's like, well, sorry, you know. I, if you know. if he doesn't leave, then they're both dead. He's so. thinking for the greater good. Yeah, I think that I thought that was I pretty big. I, I didn't like that. Um, I understand what they why he did it, but I, I didn't like it. Um, and then the other thing is, once he gets in there, then he gets into the um, what's it, uh, yeah, the Tesseract. thing? Tesseract. And that entire sequence is just completely. It feels like a different movie. It feels like it goes from a sci-fi movie into a fantasy movie. And well, and it just it just it's it's not like it's like stupid or confusing. I understand what they're doing in the scene, but it's just like it's like, okay, so now it's completely changing the rules of this universe because this is a I don't know if it's changing the rules of the universe, but it's it's go it like he goes into a black hole and nobody knows what happens in a black hole. Yeah, no one might have let his imagination run a little bit wild, that's, but at the end of the I'm day, saying. it's also, it's science fiction. It's, yeah, the you know, fiction that's part totally of the science. True. That's totally true, but up until this, up until then, the movie felt very... So it's two-thirds two, it's two science and one-third fiction, is what, and you didn't like the fiction. I, I didn't think it blended well, and I didn't think it was executed well. All right, that's, um, that's just a just, personal preference. Yes, yeah, it's fine. Um, but the thing is, I have a lot of good to say. I think it looks the, the movie is his best looking movie by far. Mm-hmm. Like the cinematography by um, I can't remember his name. He did Hoyt Van Hoytema. Hoyt Van, yeah, um, wow. looks beautiful. He did I Scott. Mean, he did Spectre. So I don't know. Of course, you know. He did Spectre and Tinker Taylor. So the guy, he's like my guy. He's my favorite. I like him more than Deacons. Tbh, not that he, I don't. Deacons is a very close second, but Hoyt is just the man. I love him. The scene of him. Uh, when they're in the uh, ocean on the uh, planet and the giant wave coming up, which is really intense, by the way, mm-hmm. um, that the water, just, like the shots of like the grand like water and like everything, it just looks amazing. Um, and, he, and then when they're on the other planet with Matt Damon, um, that, Damon. all that stuff, <laughs> all that stuff looks amazing. Um, and then they also, the music, Hans Zimmer's music is fantastic. Um, but so I want to hear. Give me a grade. Uh, for the first two thirds of the movie. For the first two thirds of the movie, this is like probably like a nine. Okay, now give me a grade for just the last third. Like a four. Christ. So 
Are you meeting in the middle there, or does the it's, does the t- first two acts kind of outweigh the third act? I'm sort of torn still. I'm not sure what exactly I would give it. You sound like I, you're you're at a seven to me. I don't. It's not a seven because a seven is to me a seven means I like it and I don't like it. Um, but I'm not going to give it like a look. I'm not, I can't say this is a bad movie because okay. there's so much effort that goes into making this. There's no way I can say this is a bad movie. Yeah, that's you're so you're pretty much you with Interstellar is me with Civil War. I think. Yep. Like our our reactions to those are just pretty similar. Like you, yeah, you you can buy some stuff, but others you just, you can't. But like that's fine. I mean, you can you can you can dislike the movie for I don't care. You can dislike whatever movie you want, but. That's uh, at least you backed it up, so which is nice. Because when you hear people just say, "Well, Interstellar is garbage," just stupid. because they don't like it because I didn't understand it. Yeah, like uh, that's a yeah, that's four percent of people who saw this the, for the first time understood it completely. Yeah, like and most of them liked it. So. Yeah, and granted, I think that you know movies should do their best to you know be be good the first time you see it instead of the that's kind my, of another thing I have with it. Yeah, that the what isn't. Where it's like it's like it feels like it's also a movie where it's like they're kind of implying that oh you should see it again and again so you really That's get fair. the full thing and I'm just like show me it once so I understand it. But I don't, if you kind of just sit back and let it let the movie just do if its you thing. just if yeah if you just let it do its thing and you just buy what it sells and I think you can enjoy it it's it's much more enjoyable than if you really try to sit down and nitpick which I think it's pretty arrogant that people are like oh it makes no sense it's like oh yeah unless you're an actual scientist then yeah. shut up. Because I don't, I don't want to. If just if Joe Schmo goes to this movie, it's like, oh, the science is stupid, doesn't make any sense. Then I'm just like, okay, that's fine, but you need to shut up because you have no idea. That's that's like me trying to critique figure skating. I don't know what that. Hell, <laughs> I think, yeah. As far as I know, it's okay. I'm not gonna be like, oh, well, her turn wasn't 360 degrees; it was only 355. Like I don't know that shit. That's fine. So I don't know. I just get, I get, I get more upset with the people that just outright slam the movie just because they can. I, I, it's my second favorite Nolan movie, so I guess I might be in the minority. But there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that really love the movie. Not a, I love that movie. Yeah, it's 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 close to my top ten of all time. So, wow. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I was on a sci-fi kick recently, so maybe I'm just high on it. But oh well. Uh, Cody, you love it. Love it. Awesome. So let's move on. Josh, your debt has been paid. I won't send. Tony Gunk after you to break your legs yet. But uh, let's move on to news for this week. We got a good amount of it, especially yesterday. Uh, so we'll, we'll actually, we'll end with DC. Let's talk about Star Wars for right now, just to kind of get Josh's spirits back up. So we did get, um, a, we got, we're, we're getting a cover story from an Entertainment Weekly about Star Wars uh, Ragu 1, and uh, which is, that's a joke, by the favorite. way. I'm not an idiot. Ha, 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 ha. Anyways, uh, so Darth Vader's in the movie. I I didn't believe it until I saw it. Now we've seen it, or it's at least on a magazine cover, so I doubt that it'd be false now. <laughs> and uh, the way that it's being made out to me is that he's in. Seems like the, It seems like they're insinuating he's not going to be in a lot of the movie, but he's yeah. going to have a presence throughout. Basically. Okay, that's fine. Are you guys you guys hyped about that? Yes, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't think that that movie needs Darth Vader. Yes, it does. Nah. You want Darth Vader, but does the story call for it? Yeah, this is a story, like, what is it, like, I think it's like a day before A New Hope. A day, really? I don't know. I remember, I read something that said, like, it ends, like, ten minutes before it. Huh, that's cool. But I don't know if that's true. That'd make um, an awesome rewatch to double feature those two. Yeah, 
And another thing is, like, once you watch this movie, um, you're going to, like, if you watch this, you're going to watch A New Hope immediately after you're going to see Vader totally differently. Like, I think that's so cool. Hmm. Because if you watch this and you see him, because most likely you're going to see him, like, there's a, reportedly, there's a scene where he's just on a beach, storming the beach, killing people left and right. And, like, then, in, if in this ends plot, 10 minutes, unless something happens to him, just, I, I just can't get... I just can't get past the fact that it's like we saw the Vader in episode three is similar to the Vader in episode four. And if they make him too like acrobatic, I guess, and just no, 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 I'm not saying he's going to be doing he's like, he's not going to be doing flips and stuff. Like, yeah, but just but, like, but like, just think of the Vader that we saw doing Obi-Wan in a new hope or star Wars, whatever you want to call it. He was just, I mean, yeah, it was like, kind of clunky. He's so just, that's all he could, that's all he, so tired. There's only so much Obi-Wan can do either. I know, but like he, they, they're still just sort of moving their upper bodies, kind of like. I don't know, it's he was just... taking. He was taking it easy on him. Maybe, but like, did you see him like in Empire Strikes Back? He was. He's like at a point. He's just one. He was letting Luke have it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, that's just going to be a weird thing to me if he's going to be like Darth Maul and all over the place. But I, I that'd maybe... be awesome. <laughs> Maybe they might. You're probably right, Josh. He's just probably going to do some force stuff, and then he'll throw a couple of lightsabers and kind of deflect some blasters and stuff like that, and just sort of do what he needs to do. But like, like I said, the, the fact that the guy's only got one working arm and everything else is robotics just would be strange to me. But maybe it'll probably be awesome because I'm just imagining Vader like coming or just like uh, so they're battling on the beach and you see the sand bunker and Vader just walks up to it ignites his lightsaber and you see like the other guys like recoil like oh oh gosh they're like stepping back they're all intimidated so that'll be cool that'll be that'll be really fun but yeah. you guys are excited very yeah. trying to keep my expectations down in case i hate it true why would you hate it it'll be at least it'll at least be good i don't know you never know people always thought that Phantom Menace was going to be a masterpiece, too. Yeah, but that was when George Lucas was involved. Yes. Right, maybe I should have more hope that it won't be then. I heard somebody actually say that they like, they legitimately enjoy the prequels. Like, 8 out of 10 enjoy. And I about cried. Well, I liked them when I was 10. Yeah, but they still do. <laughs> they go, no, they're good movies. It's like, okay, no. I mean, it's if you like them, that's fine. I don't yeah, know. Fine. It's very strange. Uh, I, also, we get we hear a little uh, some more details about Jyn Erso that are kind of common knowledge, but it makes... There's no need to spoil it for anybody who doesn't already know. So if you want to look that up, then you're welcome to. But it's interesting, and you know they're gonna take her. Looks like they're gonna take her characters in some cool places. But the most the most interesting thing I think we found out was about Force Whitaker's character. Oh yeah, I heard this one. According to them, according to them, uh, Force Whitaker's character is being described by EW as quote Star Wars completists will recognize immediately when they see his name. Even if he looks very different than the way the way they've seen him elsewhere, hmm. so I don't know what to make of that. So you guys throw your theories and what what is that? Where does your mind go to first? Well, there was there's a character. No way, <laughs> that was my that was my first thought because he's the only black guy in the universe. Oh, exactly, everyone... it's Mace Windu. I got it. That would be I'd be cool with that. That would make a little bit of sense. I mean, no. No, God, no. Well, the last time we saw him, he was being, he was like, electrocuted and thrown he out of the He building. didn't die on screen, so... Yeah, first of all, does Force Whitaker have his arms? Well, first of all, if they were going to do it, just bring back Samuel L. Jackson. That would be... I would hate if they just recast him. Um, he doesn't want to do it. He wants to... He has been campaigned to be brought back into Star Wars since they bought the company, so... 
Yeah, we haven't seen Forrest Whitaker's arms. Because I know, because Maze Windu did lose one, so, hmm. I'm putting my money on Mace Window. Where what are you guys? Um there's a character in there's a character in Phantom Menace that I can't remember his name. Um Captain Panaka. Panaka, that's his name. Oh, I was um, kidding. No, that's who I was talking about. Oh really? Cody, yeah. you're on a roll today. You're really good at this game. <laughs> um, but yeah, him i think if there's any if it's been in a movie, that would like be the character that makes the most sense because not not to shine a negative light on Star Wars, but hasn't really been a lot of black characters <laughs> ever. We've got um, well, there's there's let's see one, there's two. five that we can oh. I think of. So oh, that's not five. Bad. Keep yeah. forgetting a Panaka. There's, I mean, there's granted there's a lot more white people, but hey, there's five. Five's a good number. They're not that's enough for a basketball team. So sure, go for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's. I mean, he was kind of the first person that come to mind because like anyone else would be like, no, that's not going to happen. But this guy is like. He was this takes place. Phantom Menace is what, like thirty five years before this? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. So he would be Force Whitaker looks like he's like about sixty. This guy was about thirty something. Okay. The age lines up. He looks kinda similar. Does he, he was he lives he's though? A, he's a soldier and he lives through the movies. Okay. Hmm. Well the fact that they said not just Star Wars fans, but Star Wars completists. Probably not Mace Windu, but I don't know. Yeah, that's that seems logical. But if they do like, oh, it's if they if they like pull a Michael Jackson or something like that, it's like, oh no, it's this white guy. I'll be like, what? That'd be awesome. Calcutarn. <laughs> That's my dream. I wish it was Calcutarn. Oh man, that'd be it's cool. a, it's an it's a younger Finn. What? I actually did. It's, it's... I heard somebody explain to somebody else how that no, this isn't Finn and Ray. Like the black guy and Jenner's are not Finn and Ray. So that's scary. So the people like that are walking out there. Spooky. But uh, any any idea when we're gonna another trailer? Uh, probably in next month. Oh really? Oh yeah, for celebration. celebration. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have to do like before that starts. We're gonna have to do a little preview of that to talk about what what's coming. Yes. Because I'm very curious. I'm hoping we get some announcements. But uh, one more little note is that Power Rangers has added uh, a meth dealer to its cast. The meth cook, not the yeah. dealer. The meth cook. Excuse me. Uh, oh. Brian Cranston will be playing. Zordon, Which is in amazing. the newest Power Rangers movie, and I don't know, I'm on board for this. I mean, Elizabeth Banks is a good start, but when you go like, oh, we're gonna get Brian Cranston, I just can't believe they're getting such like serious actors. That's have awesome. You, have you seen the picture of Elizabeth Banks in her costume? Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. She looks cool. Is she playing Rita Repulsa? Yeah. Yes. They just need Lord Zed, man. I mean, I think I heard read somewhere that Brian Cranston was in Power Rangers at one point. Yeah, there's a video embedded in this article where he was. Uh, Snizzard. <laughs> sounds more like a South Park character than it does. It sounds like a joke character, like the Hillary Clinton Snook. That's the Snizzard. There's a Snook up her snatch. Is <laughs> a Snizzard that replaced the Snook. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Brian Cranston's man. I, I'm I'm excited for this movie. I think it's gonna I'm, be really cool. I I've had a complete turnaround on this movie. Like I originally was like, this is gonna be so stupid. I don't care about Power Rangers at all. Like, how do you do Power Rangers and make it like a good movie? And then they got the cast, and I was like, okay, I liked one of them. And then um, they shot, they got the um, the costumes, and the costumes look so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got the good, they got Reed Repulse's costume, and now they have Brian Cranston, and now they have that awesome poster that came out this morning. Like, it's like I'm kind of excited for this. I don't know anything about it. It's kind of cool. I mean, I'm not expecting this to be like anything great, but yeah, I'm same. expecting it to be really 
entertaining and really cool. Yeah. So I mean, so I'm on board for this. I I, I think it's going to be really cool. But and and if in the long run, where they're like, oh, well, these old TV, these kids' TV shows make great movie properties. If they can, if this means that we get a movie version of American Dragon, Jake Long, I'll be psyched. Oh, that that show so was cool. awesome. Like Gargoyles, yeah, that Gargoyles would be cool. But American Dragon, Jake Long, that's where the money is. Or Danny, uh, you yeah. ever, never saw that show? No. Oh, it was really that's cool. Great. I want a Rugrats reboot. No, the, you know they're doing. They're kind of doing that. They're doing um a Rugrats like a Nickelodeon like movie where it's like all the Nicktoons come together. What? But why? I don't. Is Danny know. Phantom there? That's another one I want. Danny I don't know. Phantom. I know it's like it's like all the '90s cartoons. My own worst enemy. That episode of Danny Phantom, brilliant. <laughs> it was my favorite movie of the year. That year, I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was cool though. Movie of the year. It was really dramatic though. It was kind of messed up. I loved it. Uh, but yeah. So Power Rangers, uh, March twenty fourth, seventeen should be great. Nice. But the, of course, before we get into our main conversation, the big news is that we got some information on the Justice League movie, uh, which apparently is only going to be one, or is at least going to be standalone and not part of two movies, which, I don't know, I'm kind of bummed about, because, like... Well, it was always going to be that. I, we didn't know that. Like, Marvel did the same thing. It's like, oh, it's not going to be Avengers 3 Part 1. It's going to be Avengers 3 and Avengers 4, like, separate things. I like I like having, I like splitting a movie into two parts. That's just, I, like, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2. It's awesome. One big movie, one big story. I like it when it's necessary, but like, really that movie was long as hell. Yeah. Um. If, yeah. If they made Deathly Hollows into one movie, it would probably have been worse than it was. But my my whole thinking throughout this was that like Justice League one would see it would go through whatever, and then it would leave on a like a Superman cliffhanger where I don't know he busts out of his coffin. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So, oh, well. I, if he's not back in the first fifteen minutes of this next movie, I'm going to be just shocked. So some things we found out are that it take that Justice League will take place a few months after BVS, and so it's it's of course it's being acted as one movie. Batman he feels something is coming, so the bell has been rung obviously. So he puts so he puts together the team to protect the Earth against a possible threat, and in in the movies MacGuffin and kind of the acting as the Infinity Stones of this universe, there are these mother boxes. That people have to get to something. I don't know. Do you guys know anything about this? No. No. Yeah, I don't understand. It's who cares? Uh, Steppenwolf is going to be the villain. We saw him briefly in uh, a deleted scene to Batman versus Superman. I thought he looked pretty cool. We've got like the horn head and all that kind of stuff. Know nothing about him, but there is. They have an actor who is pretty close to signing on, but they can't reveal him yet because he's not 100% all the way there. So let's do a little bit more uh, hypothesizing. Who could be playing Steppenwolf? Do you guys have any, have any ideas, any any thoughts? Andy Serkis? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who Steppenwolf is. I don't know anything about him. He's I, Apparently he's like Darkseid's uncle, which is... Let's let's look it up. We have the entirety of human knowledge right here. Let's, um, Isn't that amazing? All I know is he's related to Darkseid in some way. I don't, I don't know. know. Steppenwolf, Batman v Superman. Let's take a look. What? Um... He's just all right. Guy. It's this guy from Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought he was gonna be a wolf. I was gonna make a joke saying it's gonna be played by a Taylor Lautner, but get out. It's not as funny anymore. God, he looks really cool. Yeah. My first thought actually when I heard this was like, <clears throat> I don't know why, but I thought of Army Hammer. 
not, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when I first like, oh, I don't. He just, I just saw his face and I was like, yeah, he'll probably play Steppenwolf. So maybe <laughs> I'm right. Maybe I'm clairvoyant and like Lorraine Warren, and it's gonna turn out to be true. But you don't want that though. Her life sucks. That's true. But um, I have no idea. I honestly have no clue who could even play that. Josh Elba. There we go. <laughs> and Josh, any idea? Any thoughts? I mean, just I mean, just get a motion capture. Because they said it's not... I, I heard somewhere that they're just going to do a voice actor and then it's going to be completely CGI and not, like, performance capture or anything. Oh, so, okay. But hmm. I don't know if that's actually what they're doing. But, I mean, if that's what they're doing, just get, like, someone with, a, like, a deep, menacing voice. Like, get, get James Earl Jones. I don't know. Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Sarah. Hey, guys, you got to find guys. this earth. I'm going to take it over. Uh, why is my I'm not a wolf, but my name is Stephen Wolf, guys. Stephen Wolf, I'm not a wolf. Uh, have, have you, get Ellen Page pregnant? Does that even work? Have you seen Ramon anywhere? Seven Evil Exes? What? There's seven I mean, Justice League sorry. members? Oh, oh no. Anyway, uh, but and then apparently those like the Parademons and Batman's flashback or whatever sequence and Batman v Superman. They apparently they play a big role, which is cool. I guess it, it sounds like they're basically like they're the. In the Chitari, yeah, like from Avengers, because everybody needs to have henchmen. Everybody yeah. needs to have henchmen. There's have... a funny Family Guy bit once about henchmen, like the school of henchmen or whatever, and it's just these guys like shooting each other. It was funny. <laughs> but um, William Defoe is also playing a guy named Volko, which is I, I guess Aquaman. Is. Yeah, one of Aquaman's bros. What you but... just call him? Volko? No, no. I don't... The guy, the actor. Oh, William Defoe. I thought you said William Defoe. I was gonna get really upset with you for a second. Hello. Defoe. It's Willem. <laughs> yeah. How many re- mother reference for anybody needs it? But yeah, that's that's kind of a waste of talent. I don't know. I'd like him to be somebody fun. Well, I mean, a waste of talent. Could, like they can they can make the if they make the character good. But like, hear hear me out here. So you know how I don't know. Maybe I think it was insinuated in the movie that Lex Luthor was not like Lex Lex Luthor. He was like his son. his son. I would I was hoping that he was. William Defoe was going to be Lex Luthor Sr. So you mean he was just going to play uh, Norman Osborn again? Yeah, yeah, that's you Spot saw. Man, you saw right through me. I love, I love his Norman Osborn. It's so <laughs> we can a... take this city over. Yeah, uh, just join me. Also, Zeus is apparently going to be in the movie, so uh, Liam Neeson Sweet. confirmed. All right, cool. Yeah, because I heard, I heard Clash of the Titans. Just I, I read that there was like, there's going to be like a sequence similar to like Lord of the Rings, like Boy. you know how they have that like. A million oh. years ago thing this happened and then they flash forward to like present day i feel like that's oh, what they're gonna do with that huh that's cool uh so apparently batman was hit really hard by the death of superman and didn't feel like he honored him while he was alive no for the day that they actually knew each other yeah maybe the name his daughter martha uh <laughs> Junkie XL is doing the score without Hans zimmer so oh, might as well watch the movie on mute uh, oh no, his Junkie he's great. was garbage. No, well that that bad. the score to that movie, except for the Lex Luthor theme, was crap. I'm so, I hated no. the score to that. It was I so thought all the Hans Zimmer stuff was good, but like the Wonder Woman theme sucked. Oh, the Wonder Woman theme was the best. Oh, part. No, I hated Wonder it. Woman, Wonder Woman was cool. Wonder hate, that 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 was that had Junkie XL's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. You didn't like the so, Mad Max score? I liked the Mad Max score because it fit the universe, but Get we it, already had music because or from like. Man of Steel, that was great, but you can't just throw another composer on. Yeah. Well, if Junkie, every... I feel like if Junkie XL, whenever he sees a bass drum, he just breaks out into a cold sweat. That he's whenever like... he sees a guitar, he's like, oh, I'm just going to do that scene from Mad Max again. And the, the 
the Let's Batman get the guitar guy. Let's get the, the Batman, guitar. Guy. The Batman theme is horrible. Yeah, the Batman theme is boring as hell. It's not. Wow. No, it's not boring. It's just. It's ter- oh, It's oh, an unlistenable. But it's. Just, I think it's. It's like not bad. It's just like so boring. It's just like dun dun well, dun dun dun. Well, think it's about like, it what? this way. So we start off with Danny Elfman doing the Batman theme, which is this like. This is good. This is good. No, it's like this grandiose. It's like huge, and it goes a bunch of different places. Then we get to Nolan, where Nolan's for with Hans Zimmer. It's. It's, it's kind of like. It's a da, da 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 da, which is like okay, that moves fine. This one is just, it's like it's, it's just like noise. A, it sounds like a cat walking across a keyboard, and they're like, it's perfect, it's perfect. Hans Zimmer's cat, yeah, Franz, best cat ever. Mm-hmm. Come here, <laughs> I, don't, I, I can't. Even a name it. is a kitty Franz over my brother. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. So Flash and Cyborg apparently are going to be like the comedic relief, I guess. Yeah, that doesn't sense. surprise me. Which makes because yeah. this more this movie is being described as a little <laughs> more sardonic humor, a little more irony as far as Batman goes. He's on a man. He's a man on a mission. So the big takeaway is that this is going to be a lighter tone, which makes sense to me. I have. I it may, yeah, it makes sense that they're going to want to lighten it up after people hated Batman Superman for how dark it is. But I didn't expect them to. I thought they would stick to it. But I guess. Well, not. Because it's like, I feel like they already, they said months ago that this was going to be a lighter movie than Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Because it's yeah. like, it's just a, it's a Justice League movie. Like, do you really, does anybody really want or expect like a movie about a team of superheroes coming together to be dark and depressing? I, I, I don't know if I want it, but I expected it. Depressing. Wow. Yeah, like, I, um, the story to Injustice is pretty dark. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's like an Elseworlds story that takes place after the team has been assembled for years. Put it in canon. I want the whole thing. True. <laughs> I thought you didn't like Injustice. Oh, I didn't like the game. I liked the story. I don't oh. like fighting games. <laughs> so, uh, apparently there's going to be more of detective work by Batman, which is nice. Uh, so, yeah, this movie's got more room for humor, which is... So, it's kind of... It's not being tied to, like, Dark Knight Returns or anything like that. So, they're trying to make it fun, which I think is just... No, that's that's fine, I guess. Uh, Oh yeah, ba- uh, as far as the Batman solo movie goes, uh, apparently Affleck doesn't have a script that he's 100% happy with, so that might be on the shelf for a little while. But uh, he's currently working on it, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Batman has a new suit. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah. It's a new armored suit, right? Yeah, and apparently there's another one that's kind of like a more basic suit, and it's got some some blue in it, apparently. Ooh. That'd be, I like that. That'd be cool. I, I don't know about that, but that's... Back to know. his roots. Yeah, yeah. And then we we got more of the classic-looking Commissioner Gordon. So J.K. Simmons, he had a hat on, a tie, long trench coat, glasses. So uh, I'm still hoping he doesn't have hair because that's just a uh, very little thing that upsets me. Uh, Batman, apparently we're getting more vehicles, which is really exciting with that because toys. Uh, there's going to be something <laughs> called the Flying Fox and then the Nightcrawler. I'm re- I was really excited Neither of those have anything to do with bats. That is, that's true. Hmm. The, that well, not, remi- they're not just for Batman, but I guess they're, they're for, it's for the team. team. Yeah. It reminded oh, okay. me of X-Men. The X-Shot? Yeah. The Flying Fox apparently is like a three-story ship, can hold Batmobile and a bunch of other Batman's nice. stuff, which is cool. The, the Nightcrawler is apparently massive. It's, it's, it's here, it says, imagine the main part of the Batmobile, except where the wheels would normally go. You have four spider-like legs that, from the largest spider you can imagine. Is this John Peters or something? They allow the Nightcrawler to climb and move in ways a car or a plane can't. Apparently they're going to... That's... Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Sounds a little silly, but I guess that's what they're going for. Um, yeah, nothing nothing else too crazy. 
just sort of kind of schematics of it. But what 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 are you guys excited about? What are you guys excited about seeing? I'm, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I wasn't really expect excited for Justice League and for a while, and then you know the Jeff Johns thing and the Ben Affleck thing happened, and I was like, okay, maybe something could be good. I'm still nervous. After hearing all this, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm starting to get back on board. Um, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. It's still a Zack Snyder movie, so the story's tell the storytelling still is in question. Mm-hmm. But um, everything I'm hearing sounds pretty awesome. So. And I, I, they described, I don't know if you read this too, but they described like a full scene or two full scenes, um, one between Batman and the Flash and then one between just the whole team talking to each other and just hearing their dynamic and like how they talk to each other just sounds right. It sounds really fun and I'm excited to see that. So, mm-hmm. Cody? Uh, well, I just, I'm still, I'm reserving. That's how I'm going to start playing my life from now on <laughs> is reserving nice. excitement until I actually see the thing. But yeah, it sounds okay. Yeah, I don't. Know. I just. I don't really. It's. I'm gonna see it, but I don't. I could give a crap about the Justice League, to be honest with you. I'm. I don't. The only. I really think the only superman superhero I care about is Batman. So if. <sighs> it. Hey man, that's just me. That's that's just <laughs> me. I don't. I. The Flash is. He's cool. Cyborgs. Whatever. And, uh, it's going to be a movie. I feel like we're just, I, f- I feel like this is a very familiar thing where it's like, oh, we're hearing great stuff. And then when the movie comes out, it's going to be like a one of those 43% oh, what's happening situations. I don't, I don't see any reason to be excited for this. I just, I don't know. This is boring. I'm bored with the superheroes, how, team ups. How, how did we get back to the place where I'm excited for Justice League and you aren't after <laughs> I didn't like Batman v Superman and you well, did? <laughs> Life is a t- time is a flat circle, John. Right now, we're just um, speculating. Yeah, I mean, this. There's no hard evidence that we're gonna like or dislike this movie. Yeah, well, yeah. All the best <coughs> players are back from Batman v Superman, so I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why people are getting so psyched about this because it just seems like it's they're they're putting on a different outfit, outfit, but the person in it's still the same. So it's ah, I don't know. It's just. I mean, especially the one that really got me interested was. There was uh, one article from someone who hated Batman or Superman, like more than anyone, and he was impressed with what he saw. Well, it's so, what he saw, but he didn't. It's not. Yeah, I know. You didn't but see the like, movie. You just. I know. Yeah, you can. I mean, everybody kind of is at least in as much of a groom as they can that Snyder has got an eye for making a, something look good. Yeah. But the stories, obviously, that's the tricky part. So uh, yeah, you can tell me how you can tell me how awesome this 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 gadget is and that you know, moment or that set pieces, but is the movie going to be good? That's the question. Mm-hmm. So, and that we don't, and we won't know until we see it. Yeah. Be, ex- be as excited all you want, but this is, again, we got to temper expectations because it's just, because once this movie comes out and it's not going to be what people try to build it up to be, then it's going to, everybody's going to get all pissy again. I don't, I don't <laughs> I know. get annoyed by that. And but I like the tone of- after Batman v Superman came out, I was kind of annoyed. Yeah. The tone wasn't my big problem. Was the no, no, not the tone of the movie. The tone of everybody in Hollywood. Oh, well, yeah. It's such a dumb movie. It's so stupid. I saw. I did see a tweet that somebody said, "Oh, it's official. A team up movie with a rabbit and a fox made more money than a team up movie with Batman and Superman." I was like, "Well, there you go." This utopia is awesome. That's the world we live in. Yep, we're we're just that's we're here. It's great. Did you guys also see the logo? Yeah, it looks fine. I like it. It's a logo. It looks old school. Looks great. Be great on a t-shirt. 
Yes, it would. Or like a car decal. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's not that's not a joke. It would look sweet on the back of a on the back of a car. But all right. Well, any more uh, DC talk? Uh, no. Just a one other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on DC. Um. So. Uh. So we had a passing of somebody. Oh yeah, that's right. In the Hollywood world, our world, uh, Anton Yelchin was in a car. I don't know if it's, you can say it's a car accident. It's a wreck. Yeah, es- yeah. essentially, he his from what I could gather, his car he got out of his car, which was on some kind of an, in, an either an incline or a decline, and it pretty much pinned him against a wall or a fence, and yeah, car, which is just horrible. That sounds terrible. Um, Fun fact: yeah. the Jeep was actually under recall. So good job, automakers. This is getting sued. Yeah, probably. So that yeah, um, that sucks. Yeah, I, I thought all, he was a really great underrated actor. Um, way too young, so absolutely real bummer. Mm. See, I wanted to end this on a high note, but uh, yeah, thanks yeah. a lot. But now we'll we'll every, we're all we missing. Gotta yeah. bring the mood back up. Gotta move, bring the mood back up. So you guys want to hear something that happened to me at the DMV yesterday? Yeah. Sure. No, I I never met at the DMV. Okay. I actually went twice. Sorry, but yeah, rest in peace, Anton. We'll, we'll miss you. We got a few more movies, but they're Hopefully, they're all gonna they're all gonna be weird. Yeah, so Star Trek Beyond will definitely, that's going to be an emotional watch for a lot of people, I'm assuming. I yeah. hope they uh, do something like they did in uh, Fast and the Furious. Oh, well. Somehow. Yeah. I don't know how they'll do it. Maybe a little late for that, but I wouldn't. Well, they already finished the movie. Maybe it'll look better than the, I did not like that part of. Mm. Really? Fast and the Furious. No, the CG was awful. I thought it was great. It was tough. But, regardless, let's talk about something happy. Let's talk about Pixar. Let's talk about... Finding Dory. Bad family! They're out there somewhere. Have to find them. I'm, I'm shocked and surprised that anybody in their right mind, just throughout the process of this movie, has called Finding Dory a cash grab. Because it's not. It's, it, it, I, it, I, don't, I don't understand. In a world where we have Marvel and DC who make 7 billion sequels, that we, we get mad at Pixar for making... A sequel to a movie that is, I think at least, has had the, the biggest cultural impact since, like, Star Wars, Episode Four, maybe. Maybe even, maybe even of all time, I think. Well, you can see their point when the sequel comes out 12 years later. Yeah, it's, that's... And it's banking on nostalgia. I don't know, I don't know so much, but I, I and just... It's kid, and it's a kid's movie. Do you think any of the kids that saw that movie ever saw Finding Nemo when it was in theaters? If their parents are... Good parents, yeah. Well, I mean, it was 13 years ago, so they weren't exactly. alive. But I'm sure. But like finding Finding Nemo is, it's one of the. It's like a classic. It's it's all time classic. Everybody likes it. It's on that. It's just on that elf kind of level where just kind of everybody's yeah. pretty much seen it just at, at one point or another. It's and, Pixar's golden age. Yeah, when, and it, I I've never been to a beach and seen seagulls and not immediately thought or heard not someone mine. say mine 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 or <laughs> something to that effect or it's. I, I love Finding Finding Nemo. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies, and one uh, of my favorite movies. Let's yeah, let's talk about it. So Finding Dory, initial thoughts, Cody Redfield. Let's hear. Loved it. I had a stupid smile on my face the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres is amazing in this movie, and just all the characters that they introduced, like all the new people, were great too. Mm-hmm. All of the familiar people. I don't know. I don't think was that the same voice of Nemo from No. Sounded pretty close. It though. couldn't have been. I was gonna say. Yeah, that kid was like, he's like twenty something now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sounded good though. 
Um, I just, I really liked pretty much the entire movie, including the dumb little animation we got at the beginning of it. That was great. That was just, that was heartwarming, warming. I was waiting for something bad to happen. I really was. I thought thought the world was going to, and I thought it was the beginning of the movie. I'm like, what's this have to do with Dory? But (laughs) I was pleasantly surprised. That was just so sweet. Mm -hmm. I kind of got diabetes after watching it. True. (laughs) Same. But no, I really, I enjoyed pretty much this movie from beginning to end. Me too. Josh, initial thoughts. Well, I went into this movie, it's not a surprise, I wasn't dying for a Finding Nemo sequel, because Finding Nemo is my favorite, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, And for some reason, it's just one of those rare things where I'm like, it's perfect, and I don't think they can do anything else, so just have a Finding Nemo and do other sequels. But I was wrong as we were shown from the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> bet. Um, and I was stubborn going into this movie, and I came out in tears, holding my heart in my chest. Um, it was amazing. I think Finding Dory is a fantastic movie. I loved every second of it, and I'm happy that it happened. So Nice. Uh, just like me, uh, I love Finding Nemo. I mean, that's, that's probably the Pixar movie that probably 99% sure it's the one I've seen the most so granted I was not I've never I've never been negative on it. I've been super psyched to see this I it's, it's just been something I've I've been waiting for because I just I don't see anything wrong with make with adding another movie onto this because like Josh is apt to say the original's not going anywhere there's nothing and Pixar <laughs> yeah. they're not the, they're not the kind of studio that would make a bad movie I mean I think they I'm pretty sure they know that cars is not good yeah. Okay. They're, but they're I was gonna say are. I was gonna say Cars too. Yeah. John Lasher's like, okay, I know, I know the Cars two, Cars and Cars two are not the best things we've done. So, but let's but, at least like, but, the, but they make a lot of money. Okay. So, is, and it's they're not hurting anybody. So the thing with Cars is they're John Lasher's like baby. So even if they tank with no, make no money, they're still gonna keep making them. No, so. I didn't know that. But hmm. but with Finding Dory, I I see it the same. I feel like I feel like if we if we had this kind of internet culture back in 1996 or whatever, people would say, oh, we don't need another Toy Story 2. Toy Story 1's awesome. What do we need another one for? And I feel yeah. like, I feel like we're, we're, yeah, fine. It's it's 13 years late. I'll give you the point there. But these, these still are the same characters that we know Pixar is going to do the right things with and tell the right story with. So I've never, I've there's not never been a doubt in my mind that this will not be a great, great movie. And it absolutely delivered. I loved it. I, I think that I think it's on par with Finding Nemo. I think it's just as good. Granted, I do lo- I still like Nemo more, but that's just for nostalgic purposes. But this this movie stands shoulder to shoulder. And above all, I think that even if Finding Nemo never if if Finding Nemo Nemo never came out, I think this would be like a humongous success for Pixar. And this would be like, oh well, Pixar they they've done it again. If it was just Finding Dory, the same movie, but you just take away Finding Nemo and you can only kind of hint to the stuff that they talked about i think it would be it would be just as highly regarded as finding nemo is i think it's one of the best movies they've had um i think i think probably their best well what came out first incredibles or nemo nemo okay i think i i think it's the best movie they've had since the incredibles i love it and um yeah i was just i could not have been more satisfied so so some further thoughts so let's talk about just the story in general so as they talked, I think they only mentioned in a, in a line of dialogue in Finding Nemo, Dory, 
she doesn't know where her family is. So this movie, she gets uh, she gets reminded of something, and she's like, oh, I have a family out there. I gotta go find them. And they just they go off on an adventure to what was it a marine biology park so she can go yeah. and find her family. So what you what did you guys think of how this the plot and the story unfolded? It's fine. It was organic enough. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like they were just pulling it out their ass and just saying, "Oh, we gotta do this. We gotta find some way to get them going somewhere." Mm-hmm. I feel like this is an actual thing that a fish could talk. They would actually have to deal with every once in a while. True. Because people are the worst <laughs> and can't leave fish alone. Yeah. Well, to be fair, this time around, she did have the thing around her. So I, I get why they grabbed her. But mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, doesn't vilify people too much, which I always, no, no, that was I always good. enjoy. Um, yeah, Josh, how did you think about how the story and plot was dealt with? Um, well, I was expe- I was annoyed, worried that was going to be just a straight up hangover two where it just rehashes the entire first movie <laughs> um but i was really happy that it wasn't um and I'm, I'm mad that the trailers made it look that way to me mm-hmm. um but yeah i thought the story worked really well i got me it was really got me emotionally um and every time baby dory came on i cried um and just it just works really well except for one part of it that's a little we'll get to it later but it's a little out there but um overall i just i think it works really well the, the care all the characters work together well the story is just really well crafted i think andrew stanton with both this and finding nemo just tells the story really well just from scene to scene from the opening scene to the very ending it just does it really well so i liked it a well lot. you met, you mentioned that scene so let's i mean so spoilers for finding dory let's talk about it now what what scene was out there for you um, when the octopus and Dory are driving the truck, <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. It was, it was fun, but it was like, like it's even for like a movie where fish can talk, like it's a little crazy. But well, it didn't didn't, didn't buzz. Didn't what do you drive it? Drive the Pizza Planet truck and toast that is sleep. true. Didn't think of that. I don't know. It's canon that they can do that. <laughs> yeah, toys and fish can drive, as as we know. Plus, he's a septopus. He's got seven arms to oh. to get to that stuff. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I thought that was yeah, that was silly. That was, but at, at, the, at the same it, time, you need to remember this is an actual kids' movie. Yeah, I was about to, <laughs> I was about to say that. I'm I'm more than willing to give him that the benefit of the doubt there when it comes to a kids' movie. So I didn't catch the Pizza Planet truck, by the way. I was trying to find it, but I couldn't. I saw I saw this twice and I couldn't find it either time. <laughs> Very upset with myself. But uh, anyways, let's talk about the voice cast. So of course, Ellen DeGeneres is back, just as good. She's, I mean, granted her. She hasn't changed at all, but it's only her voice, so I don't know how much it would. But yeah, it's, she was still she's still great. Uh, Alex Albert Brooks was back as well. He did sound a little bit different, but still sounded older. Yeah, he sounded like Marlon. Uh, but it's this movie takes place a year after, by the way. So uh, let's talk about the main trio. So Dory, Marlon, Nemo, especially the newcomer Nemo. How do you think that they did reprising their roles? Um, they were great. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I especially liked uh, the new kid. The was it Hayden yeah. Rollins? He sounded the same to me. I don't I know. Just I'm... like him. It's good. That was I, a good choice. Yeah. I, I could tell he was a little... I've seen Finding Him enough times where I can... He's definitely a little bit different. He sounds a little more kiddy, I guess you could say. Like, I mean, it, it, he worked. He was. He did a great job. So I, I watched Finding Nemo the night before I saw Finding Dory, and it, di- it didn't sound different to me at all. It was weird. It's like, is that just is that the same kid? Did they cryo sleep him the whole time? <laughs> that's that's fine though. But some other newcomers: Ed O'Neill played Hank the octopus. Caitlin Olsen was Destiny, the whale shark. 
Ty Burrell played Bailey, a beluga whale. And we also got <laughs> Diane Keaton and you, Eugene Levy. That was Diane Keaton? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize that. As spoilers, Dory's mother and father. Wow. Di- Diane Keaton and Eugene Levy were the parents. I knew G- I knew it was Eugene Levy, but I didn't know it was Diane Keaton. I didn't recognize her. Well, yeah, me, me too. I didn't recognize either of them. And the second time I knew who they were, but like I was like, I still can't. Who are these people? <laughs> but, uh, also, we also got Idris, <laughs> Idris freaking Elba. Did we really? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was one of the seals. I did not get that. Yeah, I was. I was. I wasn't <laughs> sure. If it was him. He was the big. He was the big one. The bigger one. <laughs> I'm gonna. That was one of my favorite scenes. Was with the seals and with that. Yeah, yeah me too. Stupid ass looking seal would ever try to get onto the rock. They'd go bananas on yeah, him. Gerald. Gerald, get off. I. That was. I thought that was really funny. Gerald and Becky were just great. And my mom's name is Becky, so I was like elbowing her the entire time when I went to. I took her to see it because we love Finding Nemo. And it's like Becky's just this very strange, crazy-eyed oh. bird. I was like, it's you. <laughs> you mom look into her eye we got to get in sync with her <laughs> uh but i think the real shining star of this movie was uh sigourney weaver of, yes <laughs> of, of course you, sigourney weaver hi sigourney weaver <laughs> she played just like the voice throughout the throughout the aqua the aqua park or the marine life institute or whatever like that and she's just so random i had no idea she was that was going to be a thing but it was a thing and i thought it was, it was hysterical but um so of of the other newcomers of like the main you know Destiny Bailey who who'd you guys who'd you guys like who who do you think brought the most the Hank. octopus Hank yeah Uh he was so funny mm-hmm. Ed O'Neill's great just, I love him get out of here <laughs> he was so oh I loved every part of it yeah those those scenes especially just on the rewatch I just love the chemistry that they had between Dory and Hank was just so it was just yeah. so funny. I related to. I thought I, when I first saw it, when he was like after the tag, I was like, "Is he the villain of the movie or something like that?" Because yeah. he was kind of being a dick. But it's just like, oh, once you get once you get further enough, it's like, oh, that's just who he is. And it's just him. That's just Hank. Mm-hmm. He's, he's bitter old man. But um, another thing, the animation. Oh, great! It's fantastic! Oh, God, phenomenal! So back back in Toy Story one, um, or not Toy Story one, and back in Finding Nemo, they actually. <laughs> Wait. I'm, I, I, I'm still thinking about the car because I want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, apparently when they did Finding Nemo, they did their animations for the water, but they had to, like, scale it back because it looked too real. And apparently it, like, freaked people out or confused people or something like that. So they really? had to make the they had to make the water a little bit less obvious. This time I thought it looked pretty legit. Like, I, maybe it's because the, the rest of the animation kind of caught up with how good the water looks, but it looked like it was real water. It was amazing, oh, which yeah. is so hard to animate. Like, it's... Impo- almost almost impossible but they just do it without a without a problem so that looked amazing what else did you guys think about the uh like about the animation everything just looks beautiful looked amazing mm-hmm. yeah. um especially there was the the end credits just the just the one like the shot that was panning up during the credits it was yeah. like just that alone was like amazing to look at and another spoiler alert just please don't listen to this so pause this it right now do you guys see the final credit sequence. Yes, I did. Cody, you? Um, when was it? At, At the, the very, very, very end. No. Oh, okay. Well, so, do you want us to spoil it for you? Yeah, go ahead. So, um, so this whole the final credit shot is just it's like as Josh said, it's sort of a pan up of the ocean when they get to the the very top. Uh, the fish, uh, from Finding Nemo in the dentist's office, they were still like rolling around, 
and they had like the algae. Of course, Jock's thing was perfectly clean, but everything yeah. was kind of like messed up. And they they kind of rolled into the Marine Life Institute and were picked up and saved, which was really a really sweet scene. And uh, <laughs> Gerald Gerald <laughs> Gerald finally got the rock, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wait, no, he, he didn't get the rock. He was just kind of like he was hiding. Yeah, he was like bouncing around. He just came out of the water and he was just. Oh, I love Gerald. Gerald's a man. I relate to Gerald. But that was a really, that was a good, that was a great way to bring back those characters. I think to make them go for a full circle. Like I, I think this is probably gonna be it, because they've. They, I feel like they've told everybody's every all the characters' stories. In a, you know, yeah, everybody's like, had their conclusion. They're not. They're not gonna complete the trilogy with finding Marlin. 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 <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't really want but to. I don't it, think it's Marlon's lost anything in his life. He has no nowhere to go. True. He's such a scaredy cat. <laughs> yes, his wife was killed by, you know, a giant sharp-toothed fish. It happens. That's another... It, you, glad you bring that up, because another thing that I noticed, and I watched some behind-the-scenes uh, things from Finding Nemo, is that their initial plan for Finding Nemo was to pepper in the flashbacks of what happened to Marlon and Nemo's family throughout the movie. Yeah. But then, like, they were told, like, no, you just put it at the beginning. It'll work a lot better at the beginning because people won't like Marlon because he's so annoying and you don't understand why he's that way. So they did it for they did that for this movie where they did pepper in the, the flashbacks throughout the movie. So, again, coming full, full circle. Uh, did you guys, do you guys think that that worked with when Dory kind of heard those, heard words or... The cues that made her remember things? Yeah, yeah. it made sense for the character because she was remembering them for the right. first time. And they here we happen. are watching this movie for the first time. True. We're remembering it. Yeah, they they didn't happen too often or they were they yeah. were handled poorly. You guys yeah, liked they them? They were handled fine. They were I thought they worked really well. And they always made sense. It's true. They did make sense. Um, what else do you guys, what else does you want to talk about? Would you? What else did you like um, about the movie? The, a couple of things. Uh, the first, the opening scene that I mentioned before, just the whole like where she, you know, is with her parents, and again, Baby Dory. I just want to talk about. I just want to talk about Baby Dory forever. Baby Dory is the cutest thing that I've ever seen in my life. Um, um, but there's the scene where she's talking to her parents, and you know, she's counting and they're doing hide and seek, and then you know, she's like, "What if I forget you?" And then like all this stuff, and then it builds from there, and you, it builds into. The beginning, the beginning of Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. and I thought just all that and it builds so well. It was really, really clever. Really, it worked really well. It just it met at the right moment, and then the movie goes from there. I thought all that was done fantastically. Right. Um, and then I just everything with and another thing I really loved is that they took because in Finding Nemo, Dory forgetting things was basically comic relief, but in this movie it was like the heart and soul of a lot of like the emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought the way they flipped that around was so sweet. I, I really loved it. Me too. See, Cody, anything else? Any, uh, what do you want to talk about? I really liked um, the beluga. Yes, <laughs> Ty Burrell is great. It's so good. It was just so funny. Uh, all of their scenes, the scenes between uh, him and the shark. Yeah, Bailey, Destiny. Or Destiny. Or yeah, played by Bailey Sweet was... D. <laughs> Shut up, bird. I wish that joke had come up once. Yeah, me too. Shut up, bird. When is Charlie Day going to get a Pixar movie? Come on. Hopefully Probably tomorrow. soon. Like, uh, he is the best. But anyways. Let him be in the Incredibles sequel. Ooh, the villain. What if he's the villain? Oh, oh my gonna, God. Wait. 
That'd be so cool. That would be a really good idea. You're on fire, Cody. You really are. Look at you go. Oh, yeah. Fuck around. Jason Lee, Jason Lee was the villain the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great to have another comedian do the villain this time. Was there even Somebody. an antagonist in this movie? Nope. Nope. That's why I liked it. Yeah. It's it's refreshing to not have to deal with like a, a winter a shark soldier or a or, shark. Well, yeah. Not that there was really a villain in a Pirate bad guy shark. Actually, I mean those sh- three sharks were always on their t- case. But they, but they weren't really villains. They were just no. like, they were just following their nature. I guess Darwin and they're and they're heroes by the end of the movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> I guess Darwin is the real. Well, she kind of. I mean, she kind of is. She's the one who killed everybody. She's fucking hate Darla, the bitch. Uh, I just, I, I was really hoping for like a Darla death scene, TBH. But maybe <laughs> if she got hit by the truck or something, that would have been nice. But. We all know <laughs> that would have been that would have been too dark. Well, not dark enough, if you ask me. But um, another there is there's just a few. One of the things I like about a lot about these movies are just the little details. Like one of my favorite parts of the movie was how um, in the very beginning when you saw all the manta rays singing, because you got the manta ray from the first movie, Mister like, Ray, and then you, when they come through for their migration, they're just like it's like the Soviet national anthem. They're just it's majestic <laughs> as fuck. They're just like oh, da, 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 da. It's, oh it's great. So. I I, just, I love little things like that. So thank you for throwing in the Soviet National Anthem. Well, man. I listened to that multiple times since you recommended it to me, and it's awesome. And it's amazing, it's right? It's so cool. It's like, I would go to war for them just by that anthem. Like, let's go. Let's fight. We're going to kill guys. Let's go for the motherland. Let's fight. Let's fight, man. But, um, yeah, so that was a uh, great touch. But let's talk about more a little bit about the comedy of the movie. So what... What tickled your funny bone? What did you what did you like about the about the movie? There was there was one joke about um sex that was really funny. The um, Oh yeah. The the when a mom and dad love each other very I'm much. Dead fish. Yeah. That one got me real that was really funny. I love when they do like adult humor that kids don't get. Um I mean I though, think they get even it. Even though even though kids probably get it cuz yeah. it's been used a million times, but they get it but they don't know what it means. Yeah. That they just that, know it's supposed to be funny. That mom and dad love each other very much line just makes me laugh no matter how many times it's been used. As long um, as it's, if you do it, if you do it in a different way, because obviously we've, everybody knows the joke, so if you can mess around with it, with, yeah. in this case, fish, <laughs> with um, somebody that forgets, it's like, oh, we're talking about that. Yeah. No. It's just everything. It's just, I, I love the way Pixar handles comedy because they don't really have, I mean, sometimes they do, but they don't usually have like just straight out gags. They just, they write their, their humor naturally into the movie. With, and it just flows from the characters, and it just it's funny. It's a really funny movie. I was laughing a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think the, a majority of the comedy for me came from, well, I guess a, lot, a majority of it came did from come from Ty Burrell, because I just Yeah, loved he was funny. He was, he was great. And the seals as well, and just some of the, uh, just some of the little things were just, I, I don't, I just, I was always laughing throughout this movie. Like when, oh, uh, Hank is Hank is the he's the goat by the way he's the greatest of all time I love him oh, absolutely when, when he's ca- holding Dory and he's carrying her in the coffee pot and um I can't, I can't remember how he says it, but he just says no nobody's fine like it, when somebody <laughs> says they're fine they're lying and he like just he walks over and the guy answers the phone he's like oh hi I'm fine how are you yeah. <laughs> he's just like oh yeah of course Pixar that you know how full of shit people are that's great it's perfect and uh, just kind of how he was able to change into different things like when he became the plant I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just there's so much little stuff that just sort of snowballed into just being you know, this being one of probably the funniest movie I've seen the whole year. I just I I loved I love their 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 comedy is is so sweet without ever being anything close to 
mean spirited, and I, I sorry. Yeah. And as somebody who likes mean spirited comedy and insult humor, I I can't help but respect them for just making me, making me and anybody that watches this laugh. It's just there's I doubt anybody can come out of this movie and just be miserable. Be it's like oh stupid. It. Yeah. I loved it. Um, any other particular scenes or sequences you guys want to touch upon? Um, not that I can think of it. Just as a whole, well, just the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, just it's great. It's so good. Um, I just loved every second of it. One other thing is uh, the music by Thomas Newman. Mm-hmm. I, it's something that I. It's one of my favorite musical scores of all time. In Finding Nemo, and it's not as good here, but I thought it's great here. And I just had to say that the one time they used the Finding Nemo theme, they used it for that one scene where Dory, Marlon, and Nemo are just like talking about uh, her parents before they go on their adventure. Mm-hmm. And it was it, it was amazing, and it made me feel nostalgic. So yeah, so let's talk about our favorite scene of the movie. So what? Uh, God. Yeah, sorry about that. But <laughs> can you? Oh, you know, favorite yeah, scene in the whole movie. The whole movie. Um. Fuck. Uh. Somebody else go. <laughs> well, mine's mine's the reunion scene. Just when so like when Dory is. Oh, that was great. In quarantine. Oh. just No, from, from Dory, like, getting swept away in quarantine and ending up back in the ocean, I just, I I love that scene. I almost some cried reason, when she met her parents again. Yeah, so. I low-key did, but that's okay. Nobody nobody heard that, right? Okay. But hear. just when she's kind of, when she's moving around and you, like, see the like the callbacks to the, to the to the beginning of the movie where she's like, she needs help, but she doesn't know what she needs. Yeah, there's just a scene where she kind of just calms down. She's like, "What would Dory do? What would Dory do?" And she just looks like, "Oh, there's, you know, there's sand over there. There's kelp over there. Like sand. There's this sand. <laughs> like, I hate sand. I hate Anakin, sand. I hate sand. Uh, she just sand looks over squishy. the kelp. Yeah, she just looks over to the kelp, and I don't know why this affected me so much. She's like, "No, kelp is better. Like, I, it's, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I still can't figure out why I love that so much, but I do. It's like, no, kelp is better. It's sort of like." philosophical in a way it's like when you're looking at <laughs> nothing and something but the kelp is better like the options are better I don't something know. is always better than nothing yeah i don't know i just can't stop thinking about just that little moment it might have been just a throwaway thing that they didn't intend to be important but it was important to me so and then when she kind of goes through and she sees the shells and just the image of the what was it like the, it was like, like a pipe or something like that that her parents were obviously living in and the shells going out every every which direction that's one of the best pieces of imagery they've ever come up with so that's definitely and then of course her reun, reuniting with her parents is broke my heart but mended at the same time um which was great i'm gonna go ahead and say that's probably my favorite scene too okay nice josh do you have a um aside from just everything with baby dory who's the mm-hmm. cutest thing that i've ever seen um <laughs> uh, i'd probably say the whole uh prologue scene Pretty much everything leading up again, like I said, everything that builds up to meeting Marlon. I thought all that was just amazing. I love that. Yeah, there's really there's no wrong way to go with this one. I mean, especially seeing Crash and Squirt, that was great. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so I great. Thought, the one thing I was a little bummed about that they didn't we didn't have a cameo from the Sharks. I really I really wanted to see them. I feel like that might have been too much. I know, but I wanted them. <laughs> maybe if they maybe. If, they, well, I guess you couldn't see him in the flashback or else they'd recognize Dory. But, hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love the Sharks. They're great. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? The movie's amazing. Yeah. Um, just, great. yeah, as a whole, it's a really, really solid, great movie. Pixar's done it again. 
damn them. Just Fuckers. share your talent. Like, come on. It's not that hard. Just Stop let... hoarding it. It's mean. Really. Low-key evil. But, all right, let's give it a grade. Cody, start with you. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Really? Yep. Okay. I thought you'd go higher. Uh, I'm going ten. Josh? I'm going to go nine and a half. What? 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 Nine and a half? Yeah, it's a great rating. But it's not a ten? Yeah, but you can't just throw tens out everywhere. I do. I'm not throwing tens out. I'm throwing yeah, I'll tens actually tens amend. I'll actually amend mine to a nine. Okay. So we're the same ratings as Conjuring Two. Any, anyways, but <laughs> is it really? Yeah, literally the same. Come on, guys. No, it's all right. That's we're all we all love it. So, hmm, interesting. I'm I'm coming at the highest three weeks in a row. That's so weird. How about that? Awesome. So let's move on to our next segment. We're gonna, we're doing this afterward just in case our ratings were changed by this movie, or at least mine were. Uh, let's talk about our do, really quickly our top five favorite Pixar movies. So I'm gonna start off with a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Toy Story three. Ugh, wow. I just I can't. I, I it's it's low. It's that low because I just can't say that I like it as much as the other two because I own I've I, I've only seen it that one time and I've never really wanted. <laughs> yeah, I've never really wanted to go back and watch it. Just what? I don't I don't know why. I just I've only just, seen it once too. It's okay. I've seen it like fifteen times. Yeah, it rubs me the wa- wrong way for some reason. Maybe eventually I'll probably do a Toy Story trilogy. Just sit down and watch at some point. Well, but, don't do that. You'll have your heart ripped out. Well, I. You you say you talk about pain like it's a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> but I did I loved I do like or at least I remember enjoying Toy Story 3 quite a bit maybe I'll get around to it watching it one of these days but uh, another movie my other honorable mention Inside Out just came out last year I loved it it's so funny and the fact that it's 6 out of 13 movies and I still would probably get I would definitely give that a 10 just goes to show how great Pixar is so Inside so, Out just barely are missed you sure Cars isn't on there? Because Cars 2 is my number one. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Cody, any honorable mentions? Um, A Bug's Life. Oh, nice. Very oh, underrated. Shit, never mind. So underrated. I actually put that on my list. That's that, um, <laughs> that movie's sorry. eight and a half, and it's my second and least favorite. I hate it. Ah, they're so Do you good. really hate that movie? No, it's an, it's oh, an eight Oh, you hate half. it as in... Um, yeah. So, actually, I'm taking that one out because that's actually on my list. <laughs> or wait. Nope, it's not on my list anymore. Um, so yeah, Bugs Life. Nice. That's about it. And I'm gonna preface by saying I haven't seen um, Inside Out, Inside Out, or Wally. Okay. Oh my God, you have to see Inside Out. Don't see Wally. Wally isn't good. What? What? I don't Wally? like Wally. You don't, don't like, like Wally? Wally's my second least favorite. Wally's great. I love Wally. I, it was. I don't like it. Wow, that's savage. Anyways, uh, Josh, honorable mentions. Let's hear it. Um, uh, Ratatouille. Okay. Uh, I think it's a really great movie. Um, and then I guess another one would be Finding Dory. Hmm. Okay. So my number five to start us off, Finding Dory. All right. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> We just talked really? about it. Did so. you like it? I couldn't tell. I did. Ten I out thought of you were kind of cool on it. No, it's <laughs> fabulous. I love it so much. So uh, we'll move on. Cody, number five. My number five is Ratatouille. Okay. I love that movie. It's hilarious and heartwarming and French. <laughs> it's just, it's a good movie. It's fun. The strangest Pixar movie I think that's ever been made. 
I agree. Which is fine. Which is why I like it. I watched it for the first time a few weeks ago. Really cool. Nice. Really cute. Love Remy. Patton Oswalt needs to do more voice work. He's yes. The, he's, the, he's awesome. He's the best. Uh, cool. Josh, number five. All right. Before I start my list, I just want to say I am sort of cheating on my list, but oh. not really. Oh, yeah. And I'll explain what I mean when I, I get to a certain number. But I'm not really, but I kind of am. Okay. So my number five is Monsters, Inc. Okay. Uh, it's a great movie. And I've seen it a million times. And Boo is amazing. And Mike and Sully, I love them. And the voice work is great. Animation's great. It's an amazing movie. And it's hilarious. So Nice. Uh, my number four, Finding Nemo. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I thought that would have been higher, to tell you the truth. Uh, it's like, like I said, Pixar. It's only it's only four be- number four because it has to be four. These are all like num- my number one through my number six are all they could all be number ones. So interchangeable. Just, yeah, they're they're all great. So so in no particular order. Well, I have to have a particular order. I do pre- prefer some to others, but I love Finding Nemo. Like I said, seen it countless times. We'll see it countless more. Can't wait to show my cats. Uh, this movie actually my one of my cats did watch it. And he was fascinated with it because all the fishes he wanted to eat the fish yeah but then he fell asleep so it's like okay maybe maybe when maybe when you're older buddy <laughs> cody number four number four is monsters inc hey i love that movie i love uh john goodman's character in that movie is amazing i love sully i love just the whole story of it it's just it's just great it's so heartwarming is a word i'm gonna say a lot during this episode because <laughs> that is heartwarming. Well, it's more heart setting your heart on fire and then Basically. eating it. So I don't know. Steve Steve Buscemi is Randall Bit Boggs, probably the best oh, villain Pixar ever. villain. Yeah, I agree. Even better than Syndrome, I think. Close. It's close, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Josh, number four. My number four is The Incredibles. Whoa. Uh, it's this is actually like one of my favorite superhero movies ever. It's an amazing movie. I love the characters. It's really, it's a really mature. It's probably one of Pixar's most mature movies, um, and it's just, I mean, it deals with a lot of stuff, um, and it's awesome, and it's so much fun, and I love every second of it. My number three, The Incredibles. Uh, <laughs> app, just like you said, I, I echo everything Josh said. It's phenomenal. It's just perfectly made, perfectly constructed. Constructed. The animation is just fantastic i mean the the -hmm. volcano room that mr incredible goes to like what ha so good and it's hysterically funny as well like oh it's great and uh featuring edward nigma as syndrome uh (laughs) very similar um i love it i think i love brad brad bird's one of my favorite directors i love this guy with everything he's done whether it's animation or live action so between this ratatouille tomorrowland Iron Giant and Mission Impossible. Oh, this guy, Giant. this guy is just—he's the—he's—he's he's just so great. He's every movie I think his movie, his worst movie I think is Tomorrowland, and it's very, very good, which is an unpopular opinion, I guess. Yeah. So he direct—you can direct whatever you want, man. I'm on board, and I can't wait for Incredibles too. It's another—I I, see that movie was made. It's gonna be made at the same length of time as Finding Dory, but people are gonna be fine with that as a sequel. Because so. I feel like that's a movie that's more lending itself to a sequel, though. That, that's, I mean, the story's over. But it's like, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, I don't know. But, I don't know. I, just, I love, I love Los Incredibles, so. 
Oh, I had to watch it in Spanish in school in time. And it's the best best day ever. <laughs> so, Cody, you're number three. Incredibles. I, I got nothing else to add. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's amazing. There. Okay, Josh, you're up. Okay. My number three is Inside Out. Whoa. Yeah. I, I didn't think it would be that high. I love Inside Out. I saw it three times in theaters. And yeah, I love this movie so much. I think it's one. It's probably their most intelligent movies. It's I love all these characters. It's so. It's it, 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 uh, Bing Bong, Bing Bong. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. Please relax. I didn't, say, I didn't say anything. I just said Bing Bong. Um, but <laughs> it's so amazing. I love every second of this movie. Um, Riley's a really great character. Great female lead character to mention too. Um, unlike another Pixar movie. Um, and it's awesome. It's just so much fun. Cody, seriously, watch it. As soon as it'll you can. happen. You gotta watch it. It'll, 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 I'll try. It's fabulous. Um, that main, uh, the theme of Inside Out, the, the musical theme, the piano. I love that. Yeah, it's great. So good. Um, yeah, fabulous. So my number two my these next my next two picks kind of do fit and they sort of belong where they belong under uh my number two is toy story 2 well okay uh i just i love this movie this i my parents are not quite sure but i'm i'm 93 percent certain that this is the first movie i ever saw in the theater so and i and i've seen it countless times after that and i just love I just love what they did. I mean, the, with the prospector and Bullseye and Jesse and then the collector. I mean, it, it's just, it's, I think it's perfect. I think it's a perfect sequel. It is as perfect as a sequel as you can get. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Like, it's basically The Empire Strikes Back of oh, movies funny. about toys. <laughs> <laughs> well, close It's enough. the Dark Knight of Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Attack of the Clones of Toy Story. Um, but. <laughs> wow. No, Savage. it's I love I it. I liked think, it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's so great. It's and it just it just gives me the heart feelings. It's it's I think it's the more I think it's far more emotional than at least for me personally. Grant, I've seen a lot more times than Toy Story three is. I just uh, the themes that it touches on and I just it breaks my heart. But like I said, it mends it just like all these Pixar movies do. They never leave you on a down note. They always leave you on a happy one. And. uh which kind of gives them license to emotionally attack me as much Ooh. as they want. So <laughs> my own worst enemy there. So yeah, Toy Story 2, number two. Cody, number two. My number two is Finding Nemo. Oh. Great movie. Love Finding Nemo. Love everything about it. Love it from beginning to end. Love all the characters in it. Love all everybody. Love everybody. Love it. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. <laughs> I've watched that movie so many times, and it's great every time that you watch it. These guys, are, they're too good. It kind of pisses me off, like you said earlier. Yeah, low key. Like I said, my on my rankings, 1 through 12 are all 8.5 or higher. And then there's Cars, which is like <laughs> a 7. Cars. Car, cars 1's fine. Cars yeah, I like Cars. I didn't, and I've never even, I don't even want to watch Cars, cars 2. Too, cars 2 sucks. I know how horrible people say <laughs> it is. But Josh, <clears throat> your silver medal goes to? Toy Story 3. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna explain for a second. I I didn't want to just have because if I would have made this list completely accurate, I would have had three Toy Story movies on here, and I only wanted I wanted it to be a little more diverse. So I just picked my favorite Toy Story movie, and that is Toy Story Three. So, uh, I I really love Toy Story Three. I think it's 
Um, just every it's the culmination of all three movies. It's it's fantastic. Uh, everyone comes back and they're better than ever. It's just the story is great. Uh, it's to me, it's the most emotional of all of them. The scene where they're going down into the um, the pit, into the trash compactor, um, or the trash the incinerator. Uh, the incinerator. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's just that scene where they're all holding hands and they're just like accepting their fate. Like that scene killed me. Um, everything about this movie is perfect to me. Um, at one point, this was my number one, but then I rewatched another movie, and now it's my number two. But uh, I love this movie so much. It's amazing. And you both should watch it again. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. It'll get there. Yeah. It's just... It's kind of like when you're... It's kind of like when you have a dentist appointment coming up. Like, you know that it's not going to be a completely... Like, it's not going to be a great time. But it's one that you just sort of have to get over. It's not going to be that bad either. True. Uh, But anyways, my number one... One of my one of my sayings in life is that just because you did it first doesn't mean you did it best. But in this case, I'm gonna contradict myself because my favorite Pixar movie is Toy Story. I can't I can't logically give this title to anything but Toy Story. I think it's it's per it's a perfect movie. It's the the animation, even though like I said, ni- from 1995, so it's 21 years old now. It just looks my God, so stu- old. Yeah, it's, it's it looks stupendous, and. It's just it's it's perfect. It really is. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I will never stop watching this movie, and I just I I love it more than my heart can take. So, <laughs> to- Cody, your number one. This is also Toy Story. Oh hey, it's just it's the original. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. You've heard me on multiple occasions on the show say that Toy Story is the best Pixar movie, right? I actually forgot about that. <laughs> I've said Me that too. more than once. Well, I didn't want to spoil it for myself. It, when I is, it is the best mm. Pixar movie ever made. It'll probably always be the best Pixar movie ever made because this is the movie that started it all. Nice. There's a reason that people love this movie so much. Yeah. And I usually... And I'm not showing it. And I'm not the type of person I should add that I, I really don't care... Well, I don't give a movie that much credit if it starts a trend at all, because I, I feel like with most trends they were just kind of bound to happen eventually. I mean, we were, of course, we were going to get a superhero movie, like franchise or whatever. Eventually, it's just it's it's a big property and it's, it's good business. But with Toy Story, it's just like God damn it, you guys you perfected the formula the first time you did it. It's like come on, making they literally make everybody else look like a schmuck. They really do. Yeah. They make themselves look like a schmuck sometimes too. That's the thing. That's true. But, yeah, Toy Story, great. Josh, your number one. We all know my number one. It's Finding Nemo. Brave. Um, oh. <laughs> <Okay>. oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Finding Nemo, I, I've said a million things about it. I don't really see it much. It's it's perfect. It's a masterpiece. It's one of my favorite movies. It might actually – I don't have a top 20 or top 10, but if I did have to make one, there's a good chance it would be in there. Um, I love Finding Nemo so much. So. By the way, that's that's an episode that'll be coming eventually. So, oh my god, better better get ready, better get ready. Not for a while. You got some time, but those are the plans. So great. So Toy Story, Toy Story, and Finding Nemo are our favorite Pixar films. Films, not movies. Films. They're all films. They're all films, except for Cars two. Cars and maybe Brave. I haven't seen. Brave. So what? Do you have any Pixar blind spots, or have you seen everyone? Um, 
I haven't seen, um, what have I not seen? There's two I haven't seen. I haven't I, seen Brave. I haven't seen Brave. No, I think I, I think I might have seen Brave, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I just don't remember it. I feel you, bro. Um, <laughs> um, how many are there? There's 17, 16, something like that. Yeah, 16. Well, okay. I I haven't seen I haven't seen Monsters University, which I need to get around to. That's really good. It's really yeah, good. I've heard I've heard it's not it's it's perfectly fine. And I haven't seen Brave and Cars two. Just like I said, I just don't see the point in seeing Cars two, especially Brave. Eh, if I if I catch it on like. What's what's ABC Family now? That's Freeform. Freeform. Yeah, if I catch it on Freeform, God, horrible name. <laughs> I might, I'll tr- I'll probably sit down and watch it, but I'm not gonna. It's nothing I'm gonna seek out. So. Oh, I also haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. That's the other one. Oh yeah, that one too. That is that did, it, did that even happen? No. Did that movie even come out? I I, don't. I guess that movie's not canon. Yeah, that, nobody <laughs> nobody cared about. It. That's so weird because like everybody loves dinosaurs. No, I heard it was good. I heard it wasn't. I mean, I heard it was just like not great. It was just good. Didn't make that much money. Yeah. Only three thirty-one on a two hundred million dollar budget. Yikes. Uh, Cody, any blind spots? Um, Wally. Cars two. Let's, let's, let's just look. I have a list. Inside out. Yeah. Inside out. Good dinosaur. Yeah. You need to get to work. Um. Well. <sighs> Cannot believe you don't like Wally, Josh. I just, you know what? I I haven't seen it since it came out, and I just remember being really, really bored. So maybe I'll rewatch it. Well, how old were you when I came? I out? don't know, like what, fourteen? Something yeah, like that's that? yeah. Your brain was mush, so you gotta. <laughs> your 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 consciousness was like mashed potatoes, so you gotta go watch that one again. All I remember is it came out, I think, the same time that Get Smart came out. Wow. That's and I liked that movie more. By the way, I'm gonna. I know I put you on the spot a while ago, so I'm gonna do it again because it's fun for me. Uh, Sophie's Choice situation. Would you rather have BB-8 or Baby Dory? Oh Christ! <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, same with BB-8. Finding Do- or uh, Baby Dory. Whoa! Oh, you. Yeah. I, I okay, love- so your favorite movie of 2015 wasn't Star Wars, and you'd rather have Finding Dory over BB-8, bro? Are you even? Do you Star- even like Star Wars? Do you really even like Josh, it? Josh, it's okay. You, you might. It's okay if you made a mistake the first couple episodes. And you just have to you roll like Star it. Wars. <laughs> just too caught up in the lie. He meant Star Trek the whole time, but, <laughs> but just accidentally but, said Star Wars. Baby Dory is so cute. But BB-8, BB-8 when he gave the cuter. thumbs up. But, he's rolling around. He's squeaking. But those eyes, and that voice. But that eye and that squeak. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just think I just think you're a hypocrite and a horrible person, and he wants yeah, you to die. You, so. you obviously I don't, don't even I like don't, Star Wars. So. I don't just go to Star Wars just because it's my favorite thing ever. I bet you used to call them lifesavers instead of <laughs> lifesavers because I didn't do that. I've never done that. I did. I did all the time. So great, awesome. So yeah. Pixar, he's great. Yes. Let's move on. Let's do a quick watching, reading, and listening to. I've got a few, so I'm going to start here. Uh, I went and saw Warcraft. Um, it, was, it was all right. It's not, right. It wasn't bad. It was, it was cool. There was a lot. There was, like, there was just a little bit too much, and I guess it's because I don't know the characters, but there's just a lot of like, oh, we got to go to Drancor's, the castle in Kabakistan or whatever. And it's like, oh, what? Who? What? Well, once I think once it got into a groove and once they sort of cut the fat out and focused on like the, the three main storylines, I was like, okay, this is there's nothing wrong with this. It's fine. It's acceptable and it's it's you can make fun of it. Um, 
There's actually this one scene where my friend and I were watching it, and we were just we were the only ones in the theater, so we were just mystery science theorying the crap out of it and just making fun of it because it's, it's that, that that kind of movie. Um, <laughs> there's this scene at the end where there's a portal that like is going from the battlefield to this other yeah. place, and the, so the portal starts to like close or whatever, and the so like these people are trying to get out and they're being swarmed by the orcs or whatever, and this one guy just bails and he runs through the portal as it's about to close and just like leaves everybody. <laughs> Made me laugh so hard. But um no, there's it's it's a perfectly fine movie. I don't I don't really like it. It's just it was too stupid in parts and I, like I said, I just didn't the first hour I just kind of was in a state of okay, let's hurry it up. Come on, I don't care about this, let's go, let's go, let's go. But, you know, it's not it's not that Better bad. Better than the rotten tomato score, you have to admit. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's I mean it's like a for me it's like a five out of ten. It's, you give it a six. It's fine. I, I loved it. Would you give it? Did you give I'd it? Give it like, I, I mean, I didn't really, but I'd give it like an eight. Something. Okay. That's fine. And last night I rewatched one of my favorite movies of all time that I don't think I've ever talked about in the show. And I, I don't know if you guys have seen, so I doubt it, but maybe you have. It's called The Game. Anybody heard it's, of it? I, I, know it's, I know it's a David it's Fincher movie. But. It's David Fincher's second movie where if I was back in time, if I was in, uh, went back in time and was a, f- a theater goer and a movie goer in the 1990s, and I saw Fight Club, I would write this guy off. Because Fight Club is, I think it's, that's an awful movie. But What's the game, an awful movie? I hate Fight Club so much. You're the worst. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I don't like The only person in the world who doesn't like that movie. That's his best movie. It's, that one's. That Alien that's the 3 most, is his best movie. <laughs> I don't like smug, condescending movies. I get the, I get enough of that from myself. So, uh, <laughs> I just, I don't, I hate Fight Club. But anyways, out of the movie, I do like The Game. His, the movie he made right after, I think. I might have the timeline wrong. Sorry if I do. I love The Game. It's one of my, it's top 20-ish favorite movies. I love it so much. It's some, it's kind of an, it's a very simple thriller, but it does a lot of really interesting things and, I feel like it was if it was released nowadays, you would get the the trolls would be all over because the yeah there are little there are inconsistencies with the plot here and there and there's there is some there is some amount of uh just like oh well if this doesn't happen then that doesn't happen which people like to jump on nowadays I don't understand it personally but I think it's a hell of a ride for a movie Michael Douglas is great Sean Penn is screams a lot which is nice <laughs> um, and I just think it's it's one of it's I think everybody has that movie where it's that you like force your friends to watch. Mine's the game, and I love it so so much. That's a ten. Wow. So I highly encourage you guys to watch it. I don't think I don't think there's really anybody that's going to spoil it for you because it's sort of been lost in time. But uh, it's definitely worth uh, worth a watch. It's like two hours long. It's perfectly fine, streamlined, and I think it's very entertaining, especially when you're watching it for the first time. So if you do, let me know and we'll talk about it. <clears throat> Uh, but all right, Cody, what's next? What do you have? What have I been doing? Um, I also saw Warcraft. I mean, we didn't talk about that last week, did we? No, I don't think so. Um, I also saw it. I, I liked it. It was okay. Um, shit. Sorry, I'm playing Tetris and it's not going my way. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Let's see. I just started watching Veep on HBO. Oh, nice. And that show's really, really funny. Um trying to uh you know you should start watching house of cards like so with every you, get, you watch veep and then house of cards like back to back to kind of like balance it out that'd be fun i hate <laughs> politics even more um i don't know it's, it's a really funny show just they keep calling the president potus and i love that i don't know why i love it so much 
that's funny. Um, let's see. That's pretty much it. Still playing a lot of Dark Souls three, but and hating every minute of it. I'm loving every minute of it so hard. While hating it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's an abusive it's weird relationship. relationship like yeah. You said. I just can't leave it. <laughs> Very poisonous. We'll we'll get you I'm some help. Trying, I'm just trying to fix it. <laughs> Josh, uh, what have you been watching? <laughs> been listening to this week? Um. Well, in case anyone didn't know, I went on a trip. Oh, yeah. To uh, St. Louis, uh, came back a couple days ago, and on the trip, uh, I we I uh, had a, a DVD player in our van, and I spent a lot, pretty much the entire car ride watching a lot of movies. Um, but one I wanted to talk about in particular, it's my second favorite comedy of all time. And it's called Spaceballs. Oh. merchandising! Merchandising! I see your Swartz is as big as mine. Wait, let's just watch. Let's. Well, let's watch the Spaceballs VHS to see what hap- what, they, what they went. <laughs> What's happening? This is now. What do you mean? Right now on the movie <laughs> is now in real life. <laughs> this is weird. Oh, my gosh. Josh, what do you love about Spaceballs? Fucking everything, probably. <laughs> Josh? We killed him. We killed him? What? Oh, what, what, what do you okay? love about Spaceballs? <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> Where'd you go? Did you die? <laughs> sorry. Thank you. Are you uh, are you are you shooting up heroin again? I we yes. told you to stop. To stop that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Looney. Anyways, talk about spaceballs a little bit. Um, it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's just it, it's it's... doing heroin. <laughs> <laughs> um, really it, becoming it, a problem. It's, a, it's, it's 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 a it's a parody back when parodies were funny. Um. And it's making fun of my favorite movie of all time. So uh, I just, it's, it's great. I mean, the, the care, the actors are great. Uh, Rick Moranis uh, is dark helmet. It's amazing. He's the go. Uh, you have uh, the president from Independence Day as uh, Lone Star. It's, everything's, uh, what's his name? Barf. Uh, what's oh. the actor's name? John Candy. John fun? Candy, yeah. You guys want to hear a fun fact? Yeah. What? My sister is going to a wedding in a couple of weeks. And guess who's going to be there? The, the Bill dad. Pullman, yeah. yeah. Nice. Bill Pullman. I feel, like, I feel like you told us something about him yeah, a while ago. I, I, Cody and I both know his uh, niece. That's right. Do we? Well, I do. Do you know? I don't know. I might. Katja Pullman? Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You just got a lot shorter, my friend. Wow. Uh, yeah, so uh, who would you rather vote for? Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, or President Scrub. The, the 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 image of him is like, oh, would I lie? And then he kind of sort of looks <laughs> off to the side. I the salute the salute in that movie is my favorite thing in the world. Dale Scrub. I bought the Blu-ray for that Blu-ray Steelbook for that for four dollars the other day. I bought the DVD of uh, it at Walmart for three dollars and seventy five cents yesterday. <laughs> nice. I could. I was just fist bumping the whole way home. I was like, "Yes, baseballs." Yeah, I got that. I bought that and District Nine for eight bucks altogether. Okay. <laughs> I so still great. like Neil Blomkamp. So so great. I was, and I still like spoof movies. So there you go. I don't because they're all terrible now. Well, they were now. They are, but I I still stand by scary movies one through three. I think yeah, those, especially scary, three. Three is hysterical. No, three is the one where they went to PG thirteen and it got even worse. Well, that's my sense of humor. I this it's I like it. But speaking like of it. speaking of sci fi and Bill Pullman, next week, Josh <laughs> Month mercifully comes to a it's close. Just kidding. We I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed most of it. I think he liked all of it. Yeah, well, I, I like. Oh, except for 
Yeah, what was the first one? Teenage. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's gonna. The middle was fine. It's a. It's like a roast beef sandwich with pieces of concrete as the as the bread. <laughs> the bread. <I> guess. <laughs> but it's his month, so we're we're letting him eat his cake. But uh, so yeah, next week Independence Day resurgence. Really excited about that. Stands at a whopping forty six percent. So lower your oh, standards boy. now and just hope well, for a good time. The first one has like a sixty. It's like, did anyone expect it to be high? No, of course not. To be okay. fair, with like Rotten Tomatoes, Red Dawn has like a thirty percent on it, mm. or that's Metacritic or something, and that pisses me off because Red Dawn is the best movie of all time. So is Hook. Hook's only thirty two. That's crazy. Is it really? That's stupid. Yeah, that's really. They get it wrong every now and again. But then again, Birdman's 94%. Because so, that movie is amazing. Further proving my case that Ron <laughs> Tomatoes is hashtag flawed. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, Independence Day Resurgence. Really excited to talk about that one. But until next time, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on the Twitter. Send me a RealFlixPodcast at gmail.com. And once again, if you're a new listener and you like what you heard, and we know there's going to be a few of them with this one, leave us an iTunes review. Tell us what you thought, what you like, what you didn't like, and... Uh, how stupid Josh is for not loving Interstellar. <laughs> but again, probably in the minority, but that's okay. So until next week, take it easy, you guys. Bye, everybody. I love Baby Dory. Oh.